Hello, friends. On today's episode, I speak with Joshua Slack, who is a actor, writer, photographer, aspiring director, and a big fan of Avatar The Last Airbender. On this episode, we dive in deep into the themes and character developments of the show and express what the show means to us growing up and how it affected us. Hey, Joshua, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Just This is my first time doing this, so it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's uh, everyone and their grandma is doing one now. So <laughs> during this whole wow. pandemic, yeah, 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 I bet. Um, yeah. So with Avatar: The Last Airbender having been recently re-released on uh, Netflix, have you binged it recently? Of course, I have. <laughs> I've actually um, actually just got to um, book two. I think it's uh, Zuko Alone is the episode Ooh. I just watched last night. Which was one of my favorite episodes. Yes, yeah, such a such a timeless series. Honestly, absolutely, it's a classic, and it's um, yeah, absolutely, it's uh, absolute one of my favorites, um, if not my absolute favorite show mm-hmm. of all time. Um, and you know, it's interesting. And I ask other people if they've seen it, and they say, you know, I'm not really into anime, but I never, mm-hmm. I never saw the show as anime. Would you even consider it yeah. anime? It's it's a toss up for me because I do consider it very heavily anime inspired and I could see it being classified as such, but it's storytelling is so different. Mm. Like it, um, it seems that it's more like as far as storytelling, like similar to like Lord of the Rings or like star Wars or something like within like the more Western traditional, like um, a, a grand story structure. Yeah, yeah. Like a grand journey. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And a lot of anime is very, um, is more episodic and very like a lot more long running. And I think Avatar's like three season structure kind of contains it as far as um, what anime usually like kind of goes for. And if it is like more of like a structured story, it like there is like, it's just anime is more extreme i think than avatar is a lot more tame than uh, anime can be really if that makes any sense yeah i tend to tell people it's an americanized anime if that would yeah. make sense yeah it's more of a mm-hmm. like you said toned down and more story driven and um character driven mm-hmm. and that's one of my favorite things about this show are the characters and just the arcs that they go through yeah um, definitely who's your favorite overall character in the show it changes actually um Right now, with binging the series, I have to say Katara is becoming my favorite, mm. which was something I wasn't really expecting. Um, Zuko was always my favorite growing up. Like, he was, like, the bad boy, like, fire, bender, like, had a, a great character arc. Yes. Um, such a great redemption arc. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But just seeing Katara, um, looking at through the lens of her being somebody that was um, always told that she shouldn't, like... It's like that she should hold back. And I guess like in as far as like um the topics when it comes down to gender and like gender roles within like the water tribe, like there's a whole issue of her mm. even being a water bender. And being like, a woman. You know, yeah. Yeah. And being a woman. And um I think being mature enough to really see that kind of um that kind of um lens is really um fascinating for me this time around watching the series. So Katara is becoming my favorite, seeing her overcome those um obstacles that 
society places in front of her. Absolutely. And how um, early, right? And how, yeah, absolutely. It's just like, she was such a strong female lead for mm -hmm. that time even, yeah, you know, and seeing that now it's, it's even more just like of a wow factor seeing how strong she was then. Yeah, exactly. I will definitely say, I remember watching the first episode as it premiered on Nickelodeon back when I was like, like around nine years old. And <laughs> wow. um, I, I remember Katara yelling at Sokka, like saying that he was a uh, sexist and all this thing. And that was the first time I ever heard that word used. And I immediately understood what it meant just because of the way that the dialogue and the story was going. And I thought like, um, and I think that goes to show just how, like even as a kid series, there was things that you really learned from it. Absolutely, that, like just stick with you throughout the time. It was a, such a well crafted, well crafted show. Absolutely, and I tell people now, even though it's classified as a children's show, anybody mm -hmm. can see it. You know, yeah. it is. It's a beautiful show with amazing themes and you know lessons to be learned. And, and you know, mm -hmm. my um, one of my favorite characters is. Um, Uncle. <laughs> Uncle. Oh, yeah. Iroh, you know? Uncle Iroh. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, it, even just the relationship between him and Zuko, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think the is, is a really beautiful story just because, you know, he lost his own son and Zuko replaced, you know, that position. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Just an overall really, really beautiful story. And, and yeah, you did mention Zuko's overall story arc. And, yeah. And in the beginning, he, you know, absolutely wanted his honor back he wanted to capture mm -hmm. him and bring him back and by the end he you know he complete 180 yeah, yeah and became friends with him and, and helped him along his journey yeah. um you know it's so uh we know this now as you know we are going to school for screenwriting and, and for filmmaking in general that you know you have to have the entire series lined up mm -hmm. as, as you're even pitching it right yeah and you know watching it now that's so obvious that, you know, it's so amazing that every single episode is so well structured, you know, there's, yeah. there's the introduction and then there's always a, an incredible choreographed fight scene in mm -hmm. every single episode, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's just, a, it's a really beautiful structure that they use to keep the attention, but also build this universe and this world. Exactly. 100%. It's, um, like, like I was saying, pretty much earlier as far as like being a kid and watching this like there's like a whole it like seeing it on twitter the reactions that everybody talking about avatar again and really seeing like this so much love for it really yeah. like just makes me realize we really as our, our generation specifically mm -hmm. um really it was paid a, a we, lot of attention to this show. we were really impacted by it yeah absolutely like greatly invested greatly uh impacted and um I would say on a very similar scale to how our generation was impacted by um, Harry Potter, almost mm -hmm. um, how we really were able to connect with that series. Um, like just like kind of like growing up and like um, reading the books and watching the movies for Harry Potter, but Avatar, I think it had a different kind of accessibility, mm -hmm. especially with it being on Nickelodeon, which was a very popular kids channel back in the, i don't know if it's still as popular i don't but, think so <laughs> yeah I think, I think ours was the the golden era you know? yeah it definitely was um you haven't watched cable tv in quite a while so this is um, good but yeah, um, same. yeah just how impactful it was as far as like kids in the life lessons that we learned 
from like a young age till now and just um how it's kind of shaped like the way that we consume um art in a sense because they're like whenever you're talking about avatar last airbender with anybody that's ever watched it or grew up with it it's never really a surface level conversation no. about an appreciation for the series like there's always layers and depth to it absolutely um, no matter who you're talking to about it and it's such a fascinating show that um it was it's so fascinating that i was actually able to do that um because even like like talking about anime and during that time i remember it was like dragon ball and naruto were kind of the big ones at on tv in america and um the conversations about them they were like and i'm a big fan of all of them um they were always like very surface level as far as like the action as far as like oh this was an awesome moment this was so cool and badass but when you get to Avatar Last Airbender, there's like the emotional connection that the characters have with each other that you have with the characters. Um, it's I could talk about it forever, as you yeah. can see. But um, absolutely, it's it's an incredible, incredible show, and um, and very spiritual for yes. a kids show. You know, mm-hmm. very spiritual. The the Avatar is a basically um, a reincarnation of the spirit of Earth. Mm-hmm. Right. And their role is to bring balance to the world. And what was so cool, and it was so unique to this show. I don't think any other show has ever had this kind of premise of mm-hmm. this person who was able to bend elements, you know? Yeah. And um, to the original creators, like, like, you know, yeah. job well done. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> exactly. an incredible, it's an incredible universe. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I only hope to be able to, like I mean, I was watching the the episodes, hoping to one day direct that episode or something, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and just to know like how incredible that um, Netflix is coming out with a live adaption, yeah, to it, and uh, hopefully it is nothing like the film. <laughs> oh my gosh! Every time I think of that film, I just am so upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did us dirty. It's it did us really dirty. dirty. I think that was one of the only films that I ever walked out of. Yeah. I, well, no, actually, no. I think I gave it a shot, but it was. Yeah. I don't know. Walked out disappointed. Yeah. 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 I, I I watched. I think it was the last film I paid to watch in 3D. I think it was definitely like one of the last ones I did because I was like in high school, or uh-huh. and they, 3D movies are always expensive. But I was like, you know what? It wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah. It was. <laughs> Yeah. It was really unfortunate what they did. Um, but, you know, what's so incredible is that the creators of this show, they brought together real life, um, like martial arts and, and different kinds yeah. of, of philosophy, Eastern philosophies and, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and chose them for each um, each nation, you know, like the Earth yeah. Kingdom and all of these things. Um, so what do you think is your favorite book like book one two or three ah they're I like the, uh, like the the style like the yeah. clothes in season three 100%, yeah right oh yeah 100 yeah, percent. like book three has like some of the, probably the best aesthetics that the series has and it has the best production value i noticed mm-hmm. as far as um like animation and uh, character models they feel very crisp but i think book two will always be my favorite i like each time i watch the series book two always just stands out because I feel like it's, it's the one that elevated like, of course, like when you have like a sequel or a part two, 
like you always have to elevate and expand the world and do what you can and it, it does that perfectly but also with introducing new characters and like that's when you start to get into the richer story arcs like with zuko everything dealing with bossing say yeah. um azula like the her introduction and just like the role that she plays as a foil for Z- uh, zuko as well as an obstacle for um team avatar in general and she's not even like the big bad of the series like of course we saw fire lord ozai mm-hmm. like looming over the entire like series as like a, this threat but azula is such an immediate like a uh, threat for the uh, all the entire cast of characters while at the same time having her own level of like depth and um like characteristics that make her unique mm-hmm. um, book two just has a lot to offer and it, i think it's also it was like i i remember um in book at the end of book one with admiral zhao he i don't know if he was necessarily killed by ang but I do know that Jet was like the first like death in the series in um, book two mm. when he um, I remember that that was a very like kind of like pushing the rating uh, situation they did on Nickelodeon. Interesting. But, yeah, it was definitely um, the first like Nickelodeon show that kind of dealt with a, a death like that, I, w- I should say. Yeah. So it is there's so many levels and, and mm-hmm. layers to it you know so like for example when they introduced Toph, yeah and even oh, yeah. before even before then you know how king boomy was like you need a master that mm-hmm. you know doesn't need to see and it's like you know there's so many layers to that alone yeah. and um to introduce a character that's blind and then uses mm-hmm. these other senses to see it you know yeah. so i even saw this um meme and you gotta love how there there are mm-hmm. so many memes lately so many. about the show um <laughs> that was comparing, you know, these characters' weaknesses to their strengths. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one thing for her totally, you know, for yeah. Toph is that her, her weakness was her strength. Yeah, that's 100%. And I think that also the show does a great do- job at representing disabled um, peoples, um, really with Toph and her blindness. And I'm blanking the other boy's name that was a wheelchair. He was in a wheelchair in Brooklyn. Oh. I remember, yeah. Yeah. But you know, there was one thing I did notice and mm-hmm. I did it was kind of exhausting the amount of times that I noticed it. Every yeah. episode in book two has a blind joke. Yeah. You know, there <laughs> I mean I get I get yeah. the structure to it, but mm-hmm. it was like, dude, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, All right, we get it. Mm-hmm, but um mm-hmm. yeah, but um yeah, it was uh brilliantly written. Mm-hmm. You know, the the amount of layers and uh planning that goes into it is just insane and yeah. sometimes i even i ask myself like how did they even think about that you know yeah that, that is a good question <laughs> that is such a good question i often i saw a tweet actually that made me really think about this but um it said something along the lines that this avatar last airbender is one of the only series to ever get the chosen one storyline and do it well and um mm-hmm. i and i'm not sure exactly how true that is because like i do like i haven't seen every chosen one storyline but it does do the whole like responsibility of being like the savior or chosen one in the weight of that and mm-hmm. um it really handles it well with ang especially with him being a child of course yes which is like, such a unique yeah, situation it, it's such a unique one um just like and how as each episode progresses, like you can see and feel that weight um, bearing on him even more so, even with like the last episodes of him 
deciding if he's actually going to have to kill the fire yes. lord at the very absolutely end. like and how powerful is that alone exactly. right like there's a whole episode for like him debating with all of his past lives if he should do it and some of them are saying yeah go ahead i killed people <laughs> like he I like was do it she, she said like yeah like there's no like you're gonna have to do what you need to do so like those yeah, just yeah it's incredible and the decision that he made too yeah you know he just decided to take his bending away that honestly is a very powerful moment and i think that it's a very it's a big controversial one that i'm starting to realize the more i look it up people are like oh he should have killed them or oh he should have done that." really yeah like uh, i was actually surprised at the amount of people that were either mixed or turned off by his decision but i think it makes for a good ending in a good absolutely um, like a great and it's very in character, of course, with Aang being a monk and being very peaceful and mm -hmm. um, very symbolic as far as him just taking away that power from uh, the Fire Lord. Like, you can't really kill him, but, like, his bending was really all he had, like, as a personality, as his motivation and everything. And once you take that away from him, he's really nothing. And yeah. I think that that's a very powerful tool of... Um, of yeah, it was just a very great ending. It was, you know, mm -hmm. at the ending, we, we really did feel satisfied, but we did want more. Yeah. You know, I think we wanted to to follow these characters, honestly, for the rest of their lives. Hon like, we just yeah. loved them. Honestly, yeah. Like, very. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't, I have seen uh, The Legend of Korra, mm -hmm. but it, 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 it didn't stick as much as yeah. the show, I, you know. Mm -hmm. I agree. I own i own the entire series on like dvds for both legend of Korra and avatar and Korra. i think i think well what hindered Korra a lot was just like the production going on with nickelodeon and the team mm -hmm. and things behind the scenes which were affecting the series and it like like it was originally supposed to be a limited series and then it got greenlit for two seasons and then in the middle of the third season it got greenlit no yeah, it like it was like getting pushed around. Like it wasn't on well, Nickelodeon anymore, and went on to the, yeah. the website. Yeah, I remember that, which is so strange, it was so weird. Like and like then like the viewership went down because of that. It just was like it was a weird handling of that um, series, and I think that affected the writing and like execution in the sense. It really, it really did mm -hmm. because you know the the ending, which I'm full in full support of. Yeah. But it did feel like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. Um, like, I tried to even go back during, like, book three and book four of Legend of Korra to really see if there were any hints about Korra and Asami, like, being together. Even just, yeah, yeah. romantically involved yeah. in any way. Yeah, and there's, like, there's definitely some hints that there's, like, some sort of attraction there. But it 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 wasn't really enough. Like, it's they didn't give enough, I feel like they didn't give enough attention to it like they did with like all the other relationships and mm. all this game well i wonder if they were limited to like they couldn't yeah that's a good question they probably have no idea <laughs> i have no idea i could be wrong but i think one of the creators is gay mm. i could be wrong because yeah. i or, or um or an ally yeah who knows but i could definitely um, see that yeah yeah mm -hmm. which is great you know i did actually think for a moment when toff was telling her parents you know you are accepting me for who i am now mm -hmm. that could have been a little bit of a you know yeah. nod to to people coming out mm -hmm. they definitely could have there's a there's actually a few 
um, things I've been picking up on. Um, I can't remember. I believe the character's name is Smellerby, the one that's part of Jet's Freedom Fighters. Yeah, the big guy. Yeah, was that was if that was a big guy? Okay, who was like the small one? Like, um, they had like uh... they had like um like a headband and like tap like and like these markings on the cheek or whatever. Like they thought it was a uh, yeah guy, but it was a girl yeah, or something like that. I forgot. Yeah. Maybe it was Smellerby. I don't was know. Or June Junebug or something. I, I can I honestly cannot remember their names like that. I feel so bad. But, <laughs> but um, going ahead, like um, I realized that that was another form of representation. I believe that the character was non-binary. Good point. I, I think that that was like what they were trying to get across, and um, I, and I could be wrong as far as exactly what it was that they were tra- alluding to with the character, but um, it was something that really like stuck out on like another watch, like being a lot older. And I'm like, Oh wow. Like this show was pretty progressive, even for a mid 2000s yeah. cartoon. Like, yeah. Again, yeah. way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. So, so good. <laughs> it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really curious to see how this, uh live adaption goes. Yeah, very curious um i i'm honestly like on edge because <laughs> live adaptations of any like anime inspired work is um does not have a good track record even if the yeah. original creators are attached um see that's the thing like that's the po- thing that's giving me hope i'm like okay the original yeah. creators are attached like that's all i can really like grab like grab on for any kind of hope but i just hope that it's not i hope that there's a reason for it that there's a justifiable reason for it to be a live action adaptation now do you think they should redo ang's story or start something entirely new i don't what do you kind of hope for i honestly would be very hopeful i don't know if they would actually do this but if it was sort of a continuation from the um the last book i think mm-hmm. um, be- mainly because i've actually um started to go back and read the comics as well which are um like the officially canon that are take place after book three and um they have some which i know nothing about yeah. if you can if you could give some some details up i'd love um, it i can't give like i just kind of read up on the plots like i'm starting to like i just actually ordered them so i can actually read them in detail but oh nice um, okay one of them deals with um everything uh with uh zuko's mom and her whereabouts where she's at and that like just from reading the plot outline from that i'm like okay that sounds really interesting and really good and um also a story detail with um toff teaching um earthbenders to be metal benders now so she can open up her own school um like uh, um there's something else about um oh yeah azula like i was still uh getting her kind of redemption as well like yeah there's like there's a lot of interesting uh story details within these comics and um even like things dealing with like the spirit world and how the spirits feel that um ang as the avatar is siding more with the humans rather than just the spirits and so there's this weird conflict that goes on between the spirit world and the human world which was um let's just uh reading that i'm like wow that would actually i i can see that being influenced either that they got that influence from Korra or it influenced Korra because book two dealt with um, the spirits versus the um, human side in that. So it's, um, yeah, uh-huh. there's so much, there's so much lore and so much stories out there 
um, that I feel are haven't really been um, given like the, a bigger platform that yeah. I think that a Netflix live action adaptation would be cool if they um, ventured into that territory. But if there's just a retelling of the series, I just hope that they do it like they're able to capture the magic or even improve on some things that um, they felt were like kind of lacking if they felt that way. <laughs> yeah, sure. but to me, the show was perfect. So it really was. It really yeah. is a perfect it really show. Is. Even with the like quote unquote flaws that it has, it's still a perfect show. <laughs> Ooh, I'm kind of curious. What kind of flaws do you think it has? I think that I think it's not necessarily a flaw. I think mm -hmm. it's just held back from its rating. I feel like that might be its biggest like like there's things like um some of the characters have swords in there and it's um this is something i've noticed like as a kid like even with ninja turtles or anything like they'll have the swords but they never really actually cut anybody they're just there to kind of like clash and hit and make it look cool mm -hmm. but then yeah, gotcha, yeah like stuff like that or um like i said jet's death which was um it was like a weird moment because they said they never is uh explicitly said that he died in the series mm -hmm. but like they gave the impression that he did but even in uh, book three when they're watching the play based off of the story of the show they even ask did jet just die and they're like oh, i'm still not really sure about that <laughs> which is a, it's a great joke but like i think that it's the rating of the series kind of prevented it from going into more um to darker um places that it probably was trying to go but I think also the magic of the rating kind of holding them back and them finding different ways to still get across the same kind of intensity um, makes the show what it is already. So that's kind of why I say it's a quote unquote flaw because it's not necessarily a flaw. It's more like a preference kind of thing. But mm -hmm. at the same time, like it, like it doesn't change like the experience that I already have with the series. So yeah and i think netflix kind of uh trust they should at least trust the the original creators and yeah. that um and that you know they know what the audience mm -hmm. wants and i think um that was the downfall of the film is that the creators weren't actually involved yeah. that much and it was just nick uh nickelodeon and yeah. uh he who should not be named yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> much. <laughs> but um yeah i do highly recommend um anybody and everybody of any age group to to watch the yeah. show um so i know that um everybody was happy with uh uh ang being with katara mm -hmm. right i mean that was just set up from day yeah. one from the very get-go mm -hmm. um but i'm curious that like um it would have been nice maybe having Katara and Zuko. Because, I, yes, I mean, there were, there some, were some moments. There were some moments they were hinting at there, that. I remember. There were some moments in there. I was I was actually on the team of uh, Katara and Zuko getting together. I was, really? I was on the team. Like, I remember. I just felt that Aang was... I felt that Aang and Katara's relationship were more brother and sister. Like, I was like, oh, it's like he's like... It's, it's cute, but I didn't think that it was actually going to be anything Aww. bigger. But... I mean, hey, I'm not a romance. I'm not yeah. a romantic <laughs> expert, so I can't really um, say if it was a logical thing. But it was something that was hinted at from like day one that they were going to get together. Yeah. So it's no complaints. Absolutely. There. Yeah, and even when they met with the um, with that psychic, yeah. you know, she was like, "You would have a powerful yeah, bender." Exactly. And then, 
it was always, always given mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. But anyway, Joshua, thank yeah. you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about Avatar. Man, the Last I appreciate Airbender. it. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. Yeah. After you read the comics, we should have you back yeah. on again to uh, to update us on the future or the, the continuation of their lives. Oh, yeah, lives. I definitely will. I will binge read and I will analyze and study and I'll be back. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. So if you would like to tell our listeners where they can follow you or see what you're up to. Well, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My username is j.slack, which is J-D-O-T-S-L-A-C-K. And if you would like to also follow my photography page on Instagram, it is j.slack images, which is J-S-L-A-C-K-I-M-A-G-E-S, j.slack images. Yeah, I'm an actor, writer, photographer, and aspiring director. So, awesome! Pretty cool to have some a following, I guess. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! That's yeah. so cool. Well, I know you're in LA. Well, are you in LA right now, or did you go back um, home I, during the I, time? I went back home during this time, but I'll be back in LA. Um, I'm thinking probably in the summer. Hopefully, like I go back to school in September. So. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Well, if you ever have any free time, I'm in Burbank, so okay. we should get together. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, awesome, I, I'm, I'm always driving back up and forth to L.A., so whenever I come back up, I'll let you know. Cool, man. Okay, well, awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being on. Of course. Thank you. Hello, everyone. If you liked this episode, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Why not follow me on Instagram as well, at Matt Macedo. And go to my website, www.mattmacito.com, if you would like to see any of my past projects. <laughs>